0: Right, guys, welcome to another episode of The Bible Guys. My name is Rick Kleiner, and I'm joined here with Jerry Hollinger. Jerry, how are you doing today? Rick, doing great. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Um, Jerry, quick question. You are not on any social media that I know of whatsoever. Is that correct? That is correct, sir. Right. I think, honestly, if we could get you on something like a Twitter or something, you would blow Twitter up. Um, I would definitely follow you. I know our listeners would just to hear Jerry, unfiltered. That would could be fun. um But Jerry, I don't know if you know this because it's kind of not new to me. But this is something I've just you know people will give to me. There's a thing out now called TikTok. You ever heard of it? I have heard of it. Have no yeah. idea what it is. So you are saying you don't have a TikTok account? That's good. And we do not have a bobble Guys TikTok account. um Anyway, I know when we were when we were uh, both working at the college, there were students who wanted us to have. They actually tried to start a bobble Guys TikTok which I thought, I don't know how you're doing that without our permission, but you know, you do you <laughs> anyway, I have a, um, so I get a lot of um, students who will hand me, like they'll, they'll, give me stuff. They'll send me stuff like, Hey, we know you have this podcast, the Bible guys we're you know, uh, we, we, we want to give you information. We want to give you questions. And so they'll, they're on TikTok and they sent me this. Um, it's like a quick 10 second video. Uh, so it's, mm-hmm a perfect for a guy like a theologian on TikTok who wants to say something, but doesn't want to have any kind of debate on it. Just wants to say a bunch of things, have a little bit of, um, uh, just spit it all out, but have no context. It's perfect for people who, who don't want that. And in this TikTok, the speaker, um, who is a, who claims, who says he's a pastor, uh, says that Jesus's actions in Mark chapter seven, when he was dealing with a Syrophoenician woman, um, Basically he accuses Jesus of racism. He says he calls this woman a dog, which is a term which would have been disrespectful to her. And then the woman, he says, speaks to him and he uses the phrase the guy who's making this video, he the woman speaks truth to power, basically calls out Jesus for his racism and mm-hmm. then Jesus repents of his racism and gives this woman what she wants. He says that's the point of Matthew or sorry Mark chapter 7. So of oh. course Students love for me to see that. Like, all right, what do you say about that, uh, Bible guy? So let's take a look at it. Uh, the March Well, you know, I, I,
1: I appreciate you keeping me abreast of uh, what's going on in culture and society. As if my irritant level isn't high enough, that just adds to it. So I appreciate yeah. that.
0: By the way, I love sending you those things um, because I'm like, <laughs> I just imagine your response and I'm hoping you're in a crowded room with important people oh. and you and you get that. Just so I can, let's just imagine your blood pressure rising.
1: Well, I can already tell you I've struggled with this because, you know, there are a lot of things I want to say. And so I'm trying to have the right reaction. And so I began thinking in terms of, um, you know, if you look throughout scripture, you know, with Jesus and Paul and the prophets, they had some pretty vitriolic reactions to things. So I don't think that per se one has to be kind of mamby pamby about this. Right. So within reason, I plan to speak, you know, pretty directly. Yeah. About what you said.
0: I'll try to be as kind as possible. Um, because yeah, I, balance it out. I don't think I don't think the uh, the the original TikToker is a Bible guys listener. Otherwise <laughs> they they would not have made this this statement. <laughs> because um, as I looked at it and the students, the students do the same thing for me. They show me something and they just watch my reaction Yeah, exactly. because, because my reaction, I tell it with my face, man, my eyebrows go up or I just look and I just kind of eventually it's crazy, but <laughs> it does bring up a good question because the Mark seven, Jesus dealing with a Syrophoenician woman is a passage that if not looked at in its, in its context and, and really done, mm-hmm. if we don't do a good job with this, we can come away with some some weird ideas about what Jesus meant. So what I thought I'd do is I'd read the passage and then we can kind of talk a little bit about what's going on. in it.
1: Well, could I, could I make just some general comments first? Yeah, go ahead. Before we hit that, one of my initial thoughts, and I, and I think people should, should be aware of this, these kinds of statements, first of all, they're blasphemous, right? You know, so let's just get that on the table. So this is pure blasphemy. Um, and I'm just going to throw these thought, thoughts out really fast. That was one of my first points that hit me. Second, one has to be careful of imposing current cultural norms, whether they're right or wrong. So, you know, at this point, I'm not even going to say the guy's wrong. Mm-hmm. One has to be very careful about taking current cultural norms and What is proper and imposing them on an ancient text as if that was even on the radar and then judging an ancient text based on current protocol that's a major issue and um, one other thing i'll throw out here you know one of the neat things you get to do when you're god is you can pretty much say anything you want yeah and even assuming this guy's right God can call anybody anything He wants. And if you're looking for something that's kind of, uh, you know, ready to spark debate, there are a lot worse, and I'm using that in quotes, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of worse things God and the apostles and the prophets and Jesus say about people other than what you have in Mark 7. So, you know, just the whole approach and this whole woke mentality as if that's the grid of truth that we apply to everything is is just completely nonsensical. And I was very appreciative, and forgive me for dealing too much on this side of the Mark 7 text, but I was very appreciative about something you said before we started about the atonement.
0: right. when when we talk about this and to say these things about Jesus, to attribute these faults to Jesus is to, really deny then his deity, because if yep. Jesus is making a mistake here, if Jesus is acting in some kind of sinful way as he is um, accused of doing so, now the atonement is completely done with. Now we have, we do not have deity dying in our place. Therefore the atonement is not sufficient to cover sin. Now we just have a human dying. And so then you, to, to, to make the statement you're making you, uh, he makes here, you also have to do something with the atonement. The atonement can no longer be, the penal substitutionary view of the atonement that is espoused by the apostle Paul, the apostles, and, you know, majority of church history. Um, Yes, there were other ideas, but we see that early on in church history that the penal substitutionary atonement view was the predominant view and the one espoused by Paul.
1: Yeah. Um, If, if Jesus commits one sin, even if it's just a thought or a word or anything, he is not fit as you said to die in our place. And that immediately reduces him to being just another religious guru or teacher. And, and my advice would be, and I hate to refer to Christianity as a religion, but if what Jesus says is problematic to you, then just find another religion. Because, you know, this is something he said as God. It was not sinful. And as we'll see in the Mark 7 text, it was perfectly appropriate for what was going on.
0: All right. Well, that being said, let's look at, take a look at the Mark 7 passage. We're, we're in Mark chapter 7, verse 24 through um, 30. And this is the way it reads in the, in the ESV. It says, And from there he arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and did not want anyone to know, yet he could not be hidden. But immediately a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell down at his feet. Now, the woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician by birth. And she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And he said to her, for this statement, you may go your way. The demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. Hmm. So what we got going on here is the question, what did Jesus mean? When he said what he said, because at first glance, it sounds like he's calling this woman and the, the, the Gentiles dogs. So here's where the argument comes in. I'm going to start if that's okay. The argument comes that, that this is meant to be a derogatory term. Now, what we need to understand about the culture is that the Jewish people at this time, uh, we see these in extra biblical writings. They did use the term dogs for Gentiles, but it was a different term. It was more of a term for like the wild dogs, you know, the, the scavengers, the and the feral dogs, and, and
1: even and even that, and even excuse me, even that term I don't think was used as often as a lot of commentaries claim right. it was. Right. But and you were going on to make a distinction in terms.
0: Right, and the term here in the Greek, um, here in this passage in Mark chapter seven, um, it's the Greek word uh, kunaria or kunariois is used in that passage. Mm-hmm. That that term doesn't mean wild dogs or feral dogs or scavenger dogs. It, it literally means little dogs that were used as pets in the yes. home. So like literal yes. parts, extended parts of the family, if you was that term, that's that they were, they were seen like that. Even a lap dog. Yeah. And so again, <laughs> you're calling, I mean, still someone might listen and go, yeah, but it still calls my dog, but it, it's meant mm-hmm. to be like, not a term of affection, but definitely not a term, a derogatory term. Uh, it, it's not the same. So it would be, this would be like when I hear people say Jesus was very disrespectful when he, when he called his mother woman, right. uh, when she comes to him at the wedding of Cana woman, what does that have to do with me? Again, you're imposing a modern idea. Um, yes. if, if I called my wife, hey, woman, that's not going to go well. Um, that's, that's a disrespectful terminology. He's using that. It's in the text of the Greek. It's a term of endearment in that culture. It's, it's, we could translate it maybe like dear woman, dear lady. Rather than just woman, and so to again, like you said earlier, we're we're putting a modern translation or a modern idea onto that word, and we're assuming that's what Jesus meant by it. Which you're making a a really you're making a chronology a chronological mistake right. uh, in your interpretation. So so then he he does say that term, but then she responds. She's and the argument from the guy who had the TikTok said she's questioning Jesus. She argues Jesus's argument. Um, but really, if you look at the passage, what I see here, and, and we've talked about it too, you no, know, she's affirming what he said. Yes, you know, he's saying the, the idea is, the, I'm not, I'm, I'm here with my disciples right now, um, and then you know, ultimately, we talk about the idea of the Messiah's ministry was first to Israel. We see that in Romans um, that he was um, to the Jew first, then also to the Greek. We see that all through the book of Matthew. It says that too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exclude the Gentiles, mm-hmm. but it does give prior first, first, I guess, say first option um, mm-hmm. to the Jews. So he's saying, it's, don't leave. We don't throw the children's bread to, to the dogs, He's but he's not calling them dogs. She's, mm-hmm. he's just using analogy from human life. Exactly. She responds with, but the dogs get to eat at the same time because food drops at their on the floor for them. hmm and so what she's affirming here, or, or sorry, what's going on here is she's affirming that what you said was true, but that doesn't mean that I as a Syrophoenician, I as a Gentile, cannot also benefit from your
1: work. Right. right. It, was, it was always God's intent. I mean, going back to the Abrahamic covenant in Genesis 12, it was always God's intent that all people of the world be blessed. But in the divine economy, as you pointed out from Romans and Matthew, in the divine economy, the blessing was to go through the Jews to the Gentiles. One sees the same thing playing out in the book of Acts. And and I'm kind of with you. It's it's not so much that he's calling her this even, though that would have been perfectly fine. He's simply using an illustration. And the illustration is, hey, just like at home, you know, where, where dogs receive certain things after you know the master's eaten or whatever. That's the way the gospel's moving in the divine economy. So it's simply an illustration. And the other thing I think is interesting about Jesus' response is the way he deals with this woman is not dissimilar to how he has dealt with other people. He's he's pushing them to exercise faith. And that's what's happening here. He's rewarding her faith, Jesus hasn't come to repentance, (laughs) because Jesus has done nothing wrong. So he's testing this woman's faith, and she shows in a great way, in contradistinction to a lot of Jews, that she had the kind of faith that Jesus was looking for, and he rewards that faith by performing this healing. So, you know, the whole scenario is very common and fits into the whole Um, way scripture moves in this regard yeah you said that jesus
0: would would push their faith that's a good term because you see this a lot um specifically in john chapter um six um one of my favorite passages is when jesus starts teaching some really difficult teaching and those who what i would call the they were the ones interested but not like quite committed um he says something difficult and they leave Mm -hmm. and jesus turns to his disciples and says do you want to go away too and Peter's response, I love it because he he exercises faith without knowing everything. He just says, "Where where else are we going to go?" Mm-hmm. I mean, he in essence is saying, "Yeah, I, I don't get what you're saying. I have mm-hmm. no idea what you're talking about, but I don't. I know that you're the only one who has the words of eternal life, and you are the 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 Son mm-hmm. of God." Mm-hmm. So, so Peter is his faith is tested. He's like, "Do you want to leave too?" Well, w- there's no other place to go. I don't get you, but I know you are the Messiah, and and that doesn't mean I'm going to leave, you know, I'm not going to leave for that. And so we see that a lot. Um, you know, we've seen it in places where um, like the, the the Roman centurion talks about, you know, if Jesus says, I'll come to your house and heal him. He says, no, it, you just say the word and I know he'll be healed. And Jesus says, I haven't heard, seen faith like this in all of Israel. So you see those instances uh, all through the gospels. Um, but I think what really rubs people the wrong way is, the perceived idea that Jesus is using terminology here um, yeah. that would be offensive. But again, like you said earlier, we have to understand it in its original context, what Jesus is saying and, and what's his, what's the point here. Uh, I even heard, I heard one commentator uh, try to say, the idea that Jesus was maybe speaking tongue in cheek here, that he, he didn't mean this, but maybe the disciples did. He's kind of showing them um, how they sound. But even then that that's to do a couple different jumping through hoops that the text doesn't right. let you do. It's, it's more safe in the text to, to understand what, what Jesus is saying in regard in specifically his role with as Messiah to Israel and to the Gentile world, like you said, from Genesis 12. And then the idea that, as you said, Jesus is not being, he's not being derogatory here. He's testing or he's pushing this woman's faith.
1: Yeah. And if, if individuals like this mm-hmm. would, actually take the time to read the Gospels, all of them. I mean, it is so easily demonstrated how Jesus went out of his way to reach people who are considered outcasts in the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, story after story, so much so that it was scandalous. Yeah. As the religious leaders were accusing him of showing, showing favoritism to the greatest of sinners— And those who are outside of Judaism, and Jesus just quite frankly said, you know, those are the people I came to save. Yeah. And And his this would go against the tenor of Jesus' entire ministry.
0: Yeah. And his and just in Mark alone, you see Jesus' interaction with with women. Mm -hmm. Um, he is not being disrespectful to women anywhere. Uh, in any of the gospels, but definitely Mark, where this story takes place, Mm -hmm. you see his interactions with women all through this. He's, he's always handling very gently and very lovingly. Um, He is very, he's respectful of them and who they are. Um, And you see it all through. So if I, if I read this passage and I don't keep that context, of course I might think something, but if I look at an all its overall story, of course, this isn't Jesus being, uh, disrespectful of him or, or disrespectful of women or being somehow showing uh, bigoted views. Uh, you can see it over in the overall context.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, again, if you've got a question for the Bible guys, we love to take questions. Um, as always, you can hit us up on Instagram at Bible guys pod. Uh, that's also our Twitter handle too. If you want to get us on there, uh, you could also uh, email us at Bible guys, podcast at gmail.com and make sure to like, and subscribe, To the Baba guys on your favorite listening platforms. For Jerry Hollinger, I'm Rick Kleinard. We'll see you next time.